You're about to listen to a message from the Father's Church. The Father's Church is an assembly of believers committed to revealing the fatherhood of Almighty God to this generation through sound biblical teachings and corresponding moral conduct. This message will challenge, encourage, and propel you to fulfill your purpose and live that life that God originally designed for you as revealed in His Word. Be blessed as you listen. And our focus tonight in this series, Ecclesia, learning about Christ, is on doing the works of Jesus. Doing the works of Jesus. Ministry is not doing church. It is doing the works of Jesus representing him on earth and a lot of times because of mindsets and teachings people count themselves out yes they count themselves out because they think this is something for some people i was saying to someone that those who deride miracles that Christians are expecting manna to come from heaven. So they don't understand. Miracles are not for lazy people. No. Miracles are for people who are striving powerful in the arena of life. And then they need that little extra. Oh, yes. I tell my story all the time. I, have to, I had to have a miracle. I had to have a miracle. You know, to start my business. I had to have a miracle. Because when I went to the bank, they said, bring collateral. Collateral, collateral, collateral. They were frustrating me, collateral. I said, this, this thing I'm trying to do, nobody has done it in this country. They say it doesn't matter, collateral. But how did God perform the miracle? I had a friend in the bank. The, the board of the bank forced the chief executive to go and leave. He said he would retire with it. They said, no, retire, go and leave now. Who did they make acting chief executive? That is it. And only for three months. Oh, yes. One morning he phoned me. He said, they said the, the chief executive is coming back. So bring that your paper. That's it. That's how I got money. And then, of course, it wasn't money to buy machines. He said, okay, call, call the company selling machines. Call them. Tell them to give you two machines on credit. I called the man. He said, they've never done it before. I said, you'll do it this time. He said, he said, told me, I don't know about that. I met him a week later in Brussels. He said, what about my machines? He said, the company approved it. You, everybody needs miracles. I, when I hear people talk, I say, I don't know what you're talking about. And then, do you know the sweetest of all? A year later, he comes to my office. He said, you don't need to pay. He said, I've written it off. I said, when I hear people talk, I say, you don't know what a miracle is. It's not for people who are lying in the bed waiting for manna to... No. It's people who are striving in the arena of life, but they know that they need that extra. They need God to push through the barriers. You know? And, 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 then, and then when I got that loan, you whispered to me. You know how God whispers to you? They say, whispered to Samuel in his ear. Whispered to me in my ear. He said, when you get that loan, give 1,000 away. 
I collected the, the loan from the bank, 3,000 only. As I stepped out of the bank, he whispered to me, remember that 1,000. I said, ah, Lord, this money won't be enough for He said, well, I've told you, remember that 1,000. So I turned around, went to my church, I put 1,000 in there. I got to London. It was magic. You know, I went to one hospital. I said, I need, I need lab to start my, 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 my hospital. He said, carry, carry this one. I said, eh, okay, I need another thing. He said, carry this one too. <laughs> That's how carry, 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 carry. I equipped the whole lab. I paid only 300 pounds. In fact, the, the greatest miracle was that there was one equipment I needed. He had already given it out. One day he, got, he just decided, he called the man, you should be able to buy your own, return that one. You haven't seen God. You haven't seen, and many people don't know what they're talking about. You have not seen God. You have not seen God at work. He recalled that thing, called my friend that I left there to be watching. He said, come and carry it. That's how they brought it to me. See, God, when the Bible says with God, all things are possible. You need to understand that. You know, that people who believe in miracles, people who expect miracles, are people who know that God is for real. They, they, don't, they don't think it's somebody they come to meet in the Father's church. No, God is for real. It's a dynamic, awesome, powerful relationship that makes you say, Yes, when everybody is saying, uh, yeah, because you are hearing something they are not, uh, yes, you are hearing something they are not hearing. You know something they don't know. And that's why it's very important to understand the calling to which we are called. So that when you stand, you stand strong, confident in the fact that so long as the hand of God is upon my life, leading and guiding me, I'm getting where I'm going. And nobody can stop me. Because you see, the God you serve, he has already finished before he what? He starts. Yes. He sees everything from the beginning. He sees the end from the beginning. And that's why doing the works of Jesus, the way he did it, that's what our discipleship program is all about. To raise men and women who have confidence in God. To raise men and women who trust God. Who will dare their world because of God? And whatever challenges or obstacles they face, they look up to heaven and they are confident that God will intervene. Can you say amen to that? And that's why I want us to read this very fascinating story in Acts chapter 3. So come with me to Acts chapter 3. Peter and John went to the temple one afternoon to take part in the 3 o'clock prayer service. As they approached the temple, a man lame from birth was being carried in. Each day he was put beside the temple gate, the one called the beautiful gate, so he could beg from the people going into the temple. This is the New Living Translation. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for some money. Peter and John looked at him intently and Peter said, look at us. The lame man looked at them eagerly, expecting some money. But Peter said, I don't have any silver or gold for you, but I will give you what I have. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, get up and what? 
walk. Then Peter took the lame man by the right hand and helped him up. And as he did, the man's feet and ankles were instantly healed and strengthened. He jumped up, stood on his feet, and began to walk. Then walking, leaping, and praising God, he went into the temple with them. All the people saw him walking and heard him praising God. When they realized he was the lame beggar they had seen so often at the beautiful gate, they were absolutely astounded. They all rushed out in amazement to Solomon's colony, where the man was holding tightly to Peter and John. Peter saw his opportunity and addressed the crowd. People of Israel, he said, what is so surprising about this? And why stare at us as though we had made this man walk by our own power or godliness? Verse 11, for it is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of all our ancestors, who has brought glory to his servant Jesus by doing this. This is the same Jesus whom you handed over and rejected before Pilate, despite Pilate's decision to release him. You rejected this holy righteous one and instead demanded the release of a murderer. You killed the author of life, but God raised him from the dead. Can somebody say amen? amen. And we are witnesses of this fact. Now look at verse 16. Through faith in the name of Jesus, this man was healed. And you know how crippled he was before. Faith in Jesus' name has healed him before what? Your very eyes. The first thing we notice here is the miracle. The second thing we see is the explanation for the miracle. And you and I need to pay very close attention. See, Jesus had said in John chapter 14, verse 12, Most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do because I go to my Father. Verse 13, and whatever you ask in my name, that I will do. Now, note the next statement. That the Father may be what? Glorified in the Son. Not that the preacher may be glorified. No. But that the Father may be glorified in the Son. So, you and I have to get our motives right. See? You have to, you have to begin to assemble the pathway to miracles in your life. Assemble them properly. Okay? It's not about you. It's not about me as we will see. Jesus said the Father needs to be glorified. Ask in my name so that the Father will be glorified in the Son. Okay? 
Alright? And whatever you ask in my name, and if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Now, listen carefully to this, because this is very important. For those who are determined in their lives to walk the works of Jesus. And that should be everybody. That should be everybody here. And beyond. Who is named by the name of Christ. The Father may be glorified in the Son as we walk the works of Jesus. But Peter said. What Peter said. You see, listen to what Peter said. He said, the Father has glorified his Son. Now, you see. This is the way it works. The Father glorifies the Son so that the Son, the Father may be glorified in the Son. So it's the Father who steps out to glorify the Son so that the Father himself will be glorified through his Son. Okay? So it's important to get that because you see, when you are praying, then it matters if you have understanding. You see, if I kneel and say, Lord, Father, come and glorify your son. So that you may be glorified in your son. I am not part of it. I'm not part of it. This is why miracles are difficult for us. Big and small miracles are difficult because we haven't gotten it right. You see, once you get it right, then position yourself. And God begins to do wonderful things in your life. And he said, do you know the wonderful thing about it? Nobody can stop him, oh. You know? Nobody can stop him. That's why uh, the disciples said, Lord, we saw one man casting out uh, devils in your name. So we had to stop him. He's not part of our... Why, well, you don't have any right to you, sister. Jesus said, leave him, oh. Leave him, oh. Whoever is not against us, uh, yes, he's with us. He's with us. You know, people like to be in the privileged uh, group. You know, we are the ones working with uh, the miracle workers. So anybody who wants to work miracle has to come to our group. There is no such thing. There is no such thing. And that's why the church is weakened. Because some people have now given the impression that miracles are exclusive. Yes, you have to travel to where they are. Why? Why, that's the challenge you and I face in our lives. You should be able to go home today and be asking what? Why? You know, if the Father glorifies the Son so that the Father can be glorified in the Son, then that's accessible to me. That's accessible to you. I have to desire that heaven comes down to glorify the Son so that the Father can be glorified in His Son. That is the object so it's all about the Father being glorified in His Son, Jesus Christ. When the Father arises to glorify His Son. And this is the foundation of miracles. And the display of God's supernatural power. In acts of compassion and mercy. You see? That's why you see, uh, uh, um, uh, 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 a pastor once said to me, I, I need to, we need to see miracles in this place. I said, that's not the, that's not the purpose though. You see, every time Jesus performed a miracle, what did his, the Bible say? He had what? Compassion. So, so when the Jews, when he saw a, a hunchback woman in church on a Sunday, on a Saturday, and, and he said, stand for, stand up. Say, is it, is it lawful? 
to heal on the Sabbath day, you know, and they all kept quiet. The Bible said Jesus was angry because of the hardness. He said, this woman has been bowed down by the devil for 18 years. And you think it's inappropriate to release her on a, on a, on a, on a Sabbath day. You know? So, so, it's not about wanting to see miracles. It's about what? Compassion. When you, when you see people in need, when you see people burdened, your heart eh, goes out to them. And then you can begin to pray. You can begin to pray before you come say, Lord, glorify your son so that you may be glorified in your son. That's the prayer. That's the prayer. And if you and I begin to pray this prayer every day, sooner than later, miracles will begin to... Yes, in our lives. Miracles will begin. All kinds of miracles will begin to happen. All kinds. You know, some people said, well, there are big miracles. And I said, no, it depends on you. If you were, if you were, uh, 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 I was just, uh, if you were uh, 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 about to eat your last meal, like the woman of Zarephath, and Elijah walks up, that would be the greatest miracle. Uh, yes. Yes, it depends on the miracle you need. It depends on the miracle you need. You know? Depends on the one you need in your life. And when Christians begin to receive miracles in their lives, people begin to come and say, now, why are you living as if your life is charmed? I say, because miracles take place. Miracles of healing. You don't, you don't have to tell people how many times you have been healed. So many times you've been healed. You know, because God is awesome, awesome. You know, God is awesome. He keeps glorifying his son. He keeps glorifying his son. So it's important for you and I. It's important for you and I. And that's why, that's why um, compassion. If your heart is very hard, begin to ask for the spirit of God to fill your heart with what? Compassion. For the needs of in the lives of men many people don't have any compassion you know they look at them they say well he's a lazy man he said this you see you sit in judgment of uh, people yes they sit in judgment you know hey you know just fooling around <laughs> so no compassion you know jesus always had a uh, compassion and that's why miracles kept flowing in his life. Because he had the right attitude. He wanted to see people arise from their misery. He wanted to see people arise from their, uh, where they've been bowled down. Bowled down by, by all manners of pressures and needs. Okay? And that's why the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 4, For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses. But was in all points tempted as we are, yet what? Without sin. So let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Yes, grace. Grace. You see, I, 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 grace is the ultimate, you know. Remember, if you were there yesterday, capacity 
beyond what? Ability. Yes. You know, stretching yourself beyond what you, you normally think yourself capable of. You know, you have so much grace and you're able to get through so many things. So we're to come boldly to the throne of grace to obtain mercy and find grace to help us in time of need. Okay? Now let's go to the two dimensions of this beautiful gate story. You know, because it brings out so much for us to learn as many as are determined in their lives to work the works of Jesus. The first is the social dimension. Don't forget that there are people who will carry that man every day to that place. And then when the service is over, they will still carry him. Uh, yes. Yes. That's the social gospel. That's the social gospel. It's the people who brought him there that made that miracle. Yes. Faithfully. And you know, he's been coming there a long time. Oh. Jesus must have passed there himself. You know? Jesus must have passed there. But he left the miracle for Peter and... Uh, and that wouldn't be the first time Peter and John have passed there either. That wouldn't be the first time. That's what tells you about how God works. You know? Think of those who have done this day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year. Because this man was crippled from what? From birth. From birth. They have done it in the hope that those who profess religion will have a heart of compassion for a fellow traveler in the journey of life. You see? See, that's why when you see people who are in need, you know, and you start to judge them, then you miss a point. You miss a point. You know, I, that's why I say to some people, if you can help, help. If you can help, just pass away quietly, please. please. Don't sit in judgment of them because you, you have never been where. Yes. Don't sit in judgment. Don't sit in judgment. If you don't want to help, just, just don't, don't, don't add to your hardness of heart. Okay? Here come Peter and John, not with blazing sirens. You see, this is the difference. You see how they, the, 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 the disciples behaved. They didn't come with a herald announcing that the, the apostles are coming. <laughs> no. No, all these things we do today. I don't know where we got them from. Okay? They didn't come with outriders clearing the crowds, but they came simply as pilgrims, trudging down the heavenly highway to worship and honor the king of kings. They came totally unheralded. They came unannounced. Okay? The next thing that we see in this story is what we call the utilitarian gospel. The utilitarian gospel. How often have you and I had that criticism? Why are they wasting money building beautiful gates? No. Look at this your auditorium now. See how splendid it is. Look at how you've constructed it with acoustic design. If you make O, you make O, O, O. <laughs> Haven't you read in the, in the uh, uh, social media? They are wasting money building great... Uh, yes, yes. You know. But then, you see, when such money 
They say such money could have been spent building hospitals, building, building. There is nothing wrong with the welfare state, okay? But that is not the mission of the church. No. To set up feeding centers and cater for the poor, that is not the mission of the church. That is the mission of the Christian. You see, it's a different thing. It's not the mission of the church, because that's what confuses the church. Many churches have now forgotten what they are set up for. They are now into all these uh, programs. We have a feeding program here. We have a decent program here. We have the other program. That's what Peter saw in Acts chapter 6. He said, brethren, we are in danger. We are in danger. We are going to now leave the word of God and serve Yes. How many pastors are buried every week in committees? And by the end of the day, they are tired. You know, somebody's always telling me, Sir, I've just I have a board meeting. I have the other meeting. I have the other meeting. I say meeting, 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 meeting. So what time do you now spend to get a revelation in the name of uh, Yes? Because the revelation is in the name. Peter said in his name. Through faith in his name. That's what brought this miracle. Through faith in his name. That's what brought this miracle. And so let us not get confused. The, 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 the Christian is supposed to go there and cater for the poor. But the church is continue, to continue to grow and, and develop the Christian. You know? And that's why, you see, before they had church missionary society, they had a, many of those societies before when they understood what the whole thing was. Many of them were semi-autonomous. If today CMS is still there, if a lot of the money they're spending is still the money they got uh, 200, 200 or something years ago. They've been in fixed deposit collecting uh, interest. Yes, because very wealthy people will, well, members will die. They will bequeath their whole uh, estate to the church. Yes, members, members. Members running is different, but not the church, because the church is going to be lost in the in the whole thing. You know, by the time you attend the food committee, attend the daughter committee, attend the other committee, there is no time again to meditate. So the utilitarian gospel is for the men and women who have been touched by Christ, but not the mission of the church. Like I said, the apostles recognized the danger of mixing the two. In Acts chapter 6, when they said, Choose you seven men of what? Honest report. See, people who have been in church and they have learned integrity. They have learned honesty. They have learned the faithfulness. They have learned to apply themselves. So choose them and they must be filled with who? The Holy Ghost. Yes, give them this assignment. Let them go and be doing it. Let them go and be doing it. But we ourselves in the presbytery, you know, we ourselves in the presbytery, we will focus on the ministry of the word and what? Prayers. Yes. Those of us in the presbytery, let us concentrate, you know. But you can see, even in that story, that people like Philip and Stephen, they were not content to serve tables. Okay? Even though they were delegated by the church to serve tables, they didn't stop there. They didn't stop there. 
They went to fulfill their calling and ministries. Okay? So the pastor should not now be collecting money in the church and spending hours in the committees that administer the food program, the hospital program, the senior citizens program, this program and the other program. But they should be run by committees of the church. Okay? Semi-autonomous and, and, and just, you know, doing that. That's why you said choose men of honest. I tell people, if you can't work unsupervised, I can't work with you. Yes. If you can't work unsupervised, I can't work with you. Because then I will have to be supervising you. And then I won't do what I'm supposed to do. I won't do what I'm supposed to do. I can look over your shoulder now and uh, again. But not to come and be sitting with you. Then, then, then let's look for another person. Let's look for another person. So the whole idea of raising men and women of honest support filled with the Holy Ghost is so you can have dependable people that can serve. Okay? So let us be careful for the modern day pastors who spend 12 hours doing church administration and 30 minutes in the study of the word and prayer. See, we have to have uh, deacons and deaconesses that are seriously responsible. And many of them, in some of many of these groups, they raise their own money by themselves. Okay, they raise their own money by themselves. So, Peter said, we don't have silver and gold, but the Samaritans committee can attend Ah, yes. We have the Dockers Committee for the widows and widowers. We have the Philemon Committee for the welfare and the building programs. We have the Prisca and Aquila Committee for discipling new converts, taking eloquent speakers like Apollos. And getting them to understand the doctrine properly. And then sending them with a letter. This man is ready to preach now. This man is ready to preach now. Okay? That allows the leadership to remain the arrowhead. Driving the body of Christ deeper and deeper into the mysteries of Christ. Because you see, the mysteries of Christ are deep. They are deep. And many people haven't even scratched the surface in their understanding of what Jesus came here to do. And we have to keep, we have to keep, keep, keep looking, looking, looking. This is, that's why they say the, the Bible is a revelation. You can, the same story you have read uh, 100 times. All of a sudden, you say, wait, oh, wait, oh. your eyes are open. Yes, the same story. I tell people all the time, I tell people all the time that um, I was um, reading Matthew chapter 2 and I said to God, Lord, you know, I can read this Matthew chapter 2 with my eyes uh, closed. How the wise men came to uh, 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 Herod, you know. So I want to learn something new. And that's when, after reading it, the Spirit of God said, okay, stop. Say now, before you used to think that the devil knows uh, everything. Do you see that the devil doesn't know everything? So he made Herod go to Bethlehem. Looking for who? Not knowing that in the night, Jesus had gone to Egypt. 
See, if the devil knew everything, he would have gone to Herod. Don't bother about going to. Go and wait for him on the road to. It was an eye opener. It was an eye opener. That's how the devil can be waiting for every day for 30 years. They have come to church through Guarimpa. Yes, so. Then the day the devil is waiting there, you come through, we say, frustrating the devil. Isn't that awesome? Yes, that's awesome. Okay? Silver and gold we don't have. That's the other part of this, the apostolic mission. But what we do have is a revelation in the name of Jesus and how the Father is glorified in the Son as the Father glorifies the Son. Okay? All the people, verse 9 says, Acts chapter 3, verse 9, all the people saw him walking and heard him praising God. When they realized he was the lame beggar they had seen so often at the beautiful gate, they were absolutely astounded. They all rushed out in amazement to Solomon's colonnade, where the man was holding tightly to Peter and John. Peter saw his opportunity and addressed the crowd. People of Israel, he said, what is so surprising about this? And why stare at us as though we had made this man walk by our own power or what? Godliness. That is the key to the understanding of the revelation. Okay? He said, why are you thinking that it's because I have power? He said, no, what you are seeing is God honoring his son, Jesus. Yes! What does that tell you and I? Detach, detach, detach. Don't say, I'm a miracle worker. Since when? Since when? Where do you have power to perform? Yes. Yes. I'm here so that God will honor his son. So that God will be honored in his son. That is why I'm here. That is why I'm here. And you know, you, if you and I pray this daily, pray this daily, then we will begin to see what? Miracles in our lives. Begin to see miracles in our lives. There is no magic to this. The disciples understood it. They understood it. That's why they had so much success. You and I, it's taking us a lifetime to understand it. Because all these years, people are confusing the whole world as if it is because of me. Peter said, no, it's not because of me. Well, I don't have any power. I don't, it's not because I'm holy. It's not my holiness. My holiness cannot carry it. What you are seeing is God bringing glory to his son so that glory will come to God through his son. Okay? And then Peter said, and his name. And that's why everybody must have a revelation in the name of who? Jesus. Yes, it's a name. It's a name that everybody knows. But you need the revelation in the name. I tell people that uh, uh, somebody told us a story that uh, 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 robbers went to a place, a girl shouted Jesus. They took the girl out and shot her. I stopped. I stopped. I wept. I went to God. I said, I beg. 
anywhere, anytime somebody calls Jesus, saint or sinner, please respond. Because that's the only thing we have. If it gets out that you don't honor the name, where would we be? Where would we be? I have to have a revelation that this is the name that causes heaven to come down. I have to have that revelation. And it's for the same reason. I don't call the name anyhow. Uh -uh. I don't call the name anyhow. That's why you see, when I'm, when I'm writing a text, everywhere they use all these hymns, some people put hymns, they use pronouns for Jesus in small letters. Every time I see that, I'll call their attention and say, change that thing to capital. I have to honor and reverence the name. I have to. I have to honor and reverence that name. Peter says, it's his name. Through faith in his name. What is faith in his name? We have come to understand what that name means in heaven and what it means on earth. Yes. I have come to understand the revelation in the name. And so when we call the name, we have expectations. You see? When you have a revelation on the name, every time you call the name, you have expectations. You know? And when you pray and you say in the name of Jesus, you have expectations. You see, you're expecting things to happen. Yes! Because you have a revelation in the name. But if you don't have a revelation in the name, you'll call the name, you won't expect anything to happen. You know? And that's why many people, their prayers don't count. Because they say it in the name of Jesus, but they don't have a revelation of the name. They do not have a revelation of the name. Peter is telling us that, that the power is in God, but it was released in response to the name of Jesus. And Jesus had already said, when you ask in my name, the Father will answer so that the Father will be glorified in his Son. Yes. And so I must arm myself. You know, you know, there is a second thought in this. When a man says in the name of Jesus, and he pauses in his heart to say, yes, I am connecting to heaven. Yes. You have to have it inside you. I'm connecting to heaven. I have expectation that something is going to happen here. Because I have called the name of who? Jesus. I have called the name of Jesus. And it's, it's for the same reason. You don't call it anyhow. You don't call it anyhow. So Peter said, don't, don't look on us. It's not about me. It's not about you. God came down to honor his son. And so, when a person is determined in their heart, to walk the works of Jesus. What kind of prayers will they be saying? Because you see, I told you before here that I told um, a pastor to ask the people to pray for one week, but they shouldn't ask God for anything personal. Mm, no personal prayer requests, just pray. And by Wednesday, the pastor was calling me that the people are all calling in to say, so what are we going to be uh, eh, 
You've taken our list uh, away. So what are we going to be praying? How can somebody pray without asking God for something? Prayer is for asking God for. Yes. So don't ask anything, anything personal. Don't ask. He said, then there is no need to pray. There's nothing to pray. That is it. Because they don't understand the bulk of the prayer. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his what? Yes. Then everything will be added. It's the thing that are added that are praying for. Okay? And so, someone that is desirous to walk the works of Jesus, he begins to pray, Lord, fill my soul with faith in the name of Jesus. Let that name grow in my heart in a new way so that every time I call that name, something happens where? Inside me. Something happens inside me. To create an awareness about the awesome power and place of that name. And see, from the day you start to pray that prayer, you stop calling the name anyhow. Stop calling the name anyhow. And every time you kneel down and you say, Lord, in the name of Jesus, it positions your heart. Because you know that I'm going to get access. I am going to be brought into his presence because of the name, because of the name. Because of the name. Something has to happen to you and I about the name. You have to have a revelation of the name. The second prayer that is very necessary is, Lord, help me to know that miracles come when I call on the name of Jesus. Asking that the Father glorify his Son so that the Father may be glorified in his son. You see? Kingdom of God and his righteousness. Oh God. Can you imagine a man who spends hours. Lord glorify who? Your son today. Glorify your son today. Glorify your son today. Let Jesus be glorified in the world today. Everywhere I go. Everywhere I am. Everywhere I speak. Let Jesus be glorified. This is the desire of my heart. So that glory can come to you because of Jesus. That is the revelation that Peter has given to us. Walking the works of Jesus. He came with a revelation in the name. And that's why Peter, he preached, he said, There is no other name under heaven. You see, he had a revelation of the name. There is no other name under heaven given among men whereby we shall be saved. There is no other name. You know, he knew the, the power in the name of Jesus. He knew the place of that name in heaven and on earth. And, and that's why you and I, that's why you and I need to bend over and begin to spend hours meditating. You know, go through scriptures looking for what the scriptures have to say about what? The name. What the scriptures have to say about the name of Jesus. Because Peter said, what you are seeing is faith in the name of Jesus. That's what you're seeing. Faith in the name of Jesus. That's what you're seeing. So, we see it again in, in, in uh, Acts chapter 4. I've already mentioned it to you. The stone 
which was rejected by you builders. He said in verse 11, which has become what? The chief cornerstone. Nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. And so I arise from this scripture praying, Lord, please fill my soul, fill my soul with faith in the name of Jesus for full salvation. See, so when people come to give their life to Christ and you pray for them in the name of Jesus, you know, receive salvation because Jesus has set you what? Free. Whosoever the Son shall set free is what? Is free indeed. You're free. That's why I, I get so mad. I get so incensed when preachers get up and say, you can be saved, but the devil can still be holding you. I say, it's because you have no revelation in the name. You cannot have revelation in the name and say such a thing. If you have a revelation in the name and somebody comes to service and said, I break every bondage. All things uh, pass away. All things become new. In the name of... I have expectations. That no demon should worry you subsequently. And if they dare to worry you, say, listen, I stand in the name of who? No, simple. Simple. But when they don't have a revelation in the name of Jesus, they keep talking all this, all this confusion in the church. Because they don't have a revelation in the name of Jesus. The Bible says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is what? Yes. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become. And you, you should be able to stand on that. Not be telling people that, hey, well, you know, uh, there's a Kenga in your village that you, uh, you need to go and uproot. And that's why I don't subscribe to all these people going to dig up uh, idols in their village. He says, why? I don't need to go. I don't need to go. I can help people dig up idols, you know. But uh, if that is their concern, we've done so several times. But, uh, but uh, you see, when you stand on the name, you should know what it means yourself. You should know what it means yourself. I tell the story about our trip to Lagos once. We came to stop to buy bananas. And, um, uh, we, and I came out and said, ah, these bananas are ugly. You know, let's go, let's go. These bananas are ugly. Then one boy said, Baba me, Baba me. They say, banana, your bananas are ugly. So one old man came out. Are you the ones who said the banana is ugly? I said, yes, it's ugly. He said, and you're going to Lagos. Good luck to you. I said, ah, hey, hey, this man doesn't know the people he's talking to. Anyway, cut a long story short. You know, by the time we crossed the toll gate, ah, something started rattling under the car. Go, 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 go. I said to the driver, stop. I came out. I shook the exhaust. It's okay. I shook the okay. It's okay. Make again. Make again. And that was the end. You see, you have to know the name. You have to know the name so that people won't be messing with you. You have to know the name. They won't be messing with you. They will not be messing with you. I said, so long as it's not, we are not wrestling physically. 
You are going to use some spirit. Ah, don't worry. When you go and you come back, then you come and tell me what happened to you. You must have a revelation in the name. He said, there is no other name under heaven. There is no other name under heaven. And, and that's why, you see, by the time you have a revelation in the name, you become strong, you become bold, you become courageous. Because of the name. Because of the name. You have a revelation in the name of Jesus. Okay? Look at Mark chapter 9, 38. Now John answered him saying, Teacher, we saw someone. Okay? Jesus, I've mentioned that. So the, the prayer coming from that is, Lord, please make me a witness of the truth. That I can cast out demons in the name of who? Yes. You see, you know, eh, 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 we, we did a lot of exorcism in the past. And a lot of times, part of the reason why that eh, you don't see all those things again like they used to be is because you take authority over devils and they're quiet. They're quiet. I went to a deliverance service once. Uh, the, the devil was carrying people like this. Have you been to such a thing? I came to one lady and said, Oh yeah, stop this dancing. Stop, sit down. The girl sat down. The people doing the deliverance came. No, no, please, doctor, leave him to leave her to be. I said, okay, so you're here for sure. <laughs> you're here for sure. You know? Huh? I've been I've been in a, I've been in a, a service, it was in Sheraton, and um, one, one girl was, you know, up doing all these uh, demon displays. And, uh, in fact, the woman asked us to leave Sheraton. We shouldn't come again. <laughs> because because uh, when he came there, brethren were like this. Come out. Nobody. He said, the woman said, I came there. Nobody was helping the girl. They were just standing around. Come out. <laughs> you know, when I came, they said, that is it. That is it. You must have a revelation in, uh, in the... Yes. 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 Several times. Several times. Stop! Because that's power. In the name of Jesus. Yes. You see, when you realize that it's not about me, I don't have anything, but we have the name. We have a revelation in the name. You know? And so the next time, no matter the situation, you said in the name, you expect heaven to come down to bring glory to the name. Yes, to glorify the name. That is the understanding. That's the revelation every believer needs. I need a revelation in the name of Jesus. I need a revelation in the name of Jesus. And it's for the same reason I don't call that name anyhow. And I cannot call Jesus and be telling lies. Ah! Then you know that you are, just, you are just undermining yourself. You are just undermining yourself. And you know what Jesus said? And these signs shall follow them that what? And what is the next statement? In my name. Say, in my name. You know? And, and somebody is manifesting demons. In the name of Jesus, I command you. Get out! 
Some people will go there. Satan, I beg you, just leave this. Beg you. <laughs> they don't beg Satan. In the name of Jesus, they command. Jesus said, in my name, you will cast out what? Devils. In my name, you will lay hands on the sick and they shall what? Recover. You see? And so you begin to pray. I need faith in the name of Jesus. I need a deeper revelation in the name of Jesus. That is the prayer. You know, it's not about a contract and breakthrough and this and the other. No, he said, when you are seeking the deeper revelation in the name of Jesus, all these other things will be, yes, they will be added. They will be added. That is how a church revival overtakes a church. Because the people are not praying the right prayers. They are not seeking the right things. They need the power in the name of Jesus to bring glory to Jesus in their lives and through their lives. And everything begins to change. So you see, they will not, they will not, um, they will not um, uh, call for yes. Is there anyone that is sick here? Come and we'll pray for you. We'll lay hands and we'll pray for you. And then some people will go away. Well, they just laid hands. So what were you expecting? What are you expecting? So they lay hands on you. The word says they will lay hands on the sick. They will, uh, you go away from there. They've laid hands on me in the name of Jesus. I'm free. I'm recovered. That is it. You recover. Other people who are still thinking, well, Benihin didn't come. Um, 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 the other one didn't come. So that is why the hand they laid on me, nothing. Uh, because it's, the power is in your Benihin. You see, you are not looking for power in the name of... Uh, yes! What else do you expect? They've laid hands on you in the name of Jesus. You walk away free. You walk away free. It's because, you see, people have been taught to keep their focus on a man. That's where the problem is. That's why they have so little miracles in their lives. You know, that's why. And you have to change that for yourself. You have to change that for yourself and begin to have faith in the name of Jesus. And that's how people, people have been healed. Their children will lay hands on them. They are sick. In the name of Jesus, the power of God comes on them to honor the name. To honor the name. Because they themselves honor the name. They themselves have a revelation in the name of Jesus. And so every time you pray for them in the name of Jesus, they have expectation. They have expectation. So it's important for you and I to understand what we need to do to walk the works of who? Jesus. Okay? Now look at the testimony of the 17, Luke chapter 10. Very quickly. Very quickly. The testimony. What is their testimony? Then the 70 returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons were subject to us but what in your name that is it the revelation in the name is what you need for miracles in your life said so the demons were subject to me because I called over them the name of who Jesus I called over them the name of Jesus they had to bow to me they had to bow to me that is it you have a revelation of the name and every day you are kneeling down lord 
give me a deeper revelation in the name of Jesus. I want to see the Father glorified through the Son. Lord, I want you to arise and glorify your Son through me. Glorify your Son. When I use his name, Lord, glorify your Son so that you will be glorified in your Son. That is the revelation of everyone who wants to walk the works of who? Jesus. Okay? Make me a witness of the truth that when I lay hands on the sick and call over them the name of Jesus, they what? They recover. They recover. And Jesus taught in Luke 24, 45. And he opened their understanding that they might comprehend the scriptures. Then he said to them, thus it is written, and thus it was necessary for the Christ to suffer, suffer and, to be, and to rise from the dead the third day. And that, verse 47, and that repentance and what? Remission of sins should be preached how? In his name. Again, again, again. I need a revelation in the name of Jesus. So that when I preach, I will say to believers, if you will receive him, your sins will be what? Forgiven. Your sins will be forgiven. Doesn't matter how bad you were. Your sins will be forgiven. Because Jesus said, repentance and remission, that is clearing of the past, will be preached in the name of Jesus. Okay. So everybody, see, go, go, there are so many of them. Spend time meditating on them so that when you make a statement, you have a backing. You have a backing for your statement. Every time you make a statement, you have a backing. You know, you are saved. Did you, did you believe? Did you confess? Did you repent? Did you receive him? You are saved. You are saved. And then, of course, the golden one is in John 14. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, John 14, 12, the works that I do, he will do also. And what? Greater works than these he will do because I go to my father. And whatever you ask how in my name, that I will do, that the father may be glorified in the son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Okay? So, you and I should know it's all about the name of Jesus. It causes the Father to be glorified in the Son when the Father glorifies the Son. I must completely take myself away from the equation. I must. That's why Peter said, Brethren, why are you looking at us? As if it is by our power or by our holiness, you know? It is not. It's God that has brought glory to his son Jesus. Okay? So, I must be completely taken out of the equation. Not by my power, not by my anointing, not by uh, my piety or holiness. Oh Lord my God, give me a revelation in the name of Jesus that 
Peter and John had were in their soul. I need that revelation that they had. I need that revelation. You know, I need that revelation in the name of Jesus. So that I will know, I will know the foundation on which I'm standing. I will have the boldness and the courage to declare that the name of Jesus has to prevail here. Oh God of heaven and earth, honor your son, not me. Honor your son, Jesus. Honor your son, Jesus. Now, don't forget to, I haven't said that piety and holiness are not important. But it is not my own that will do it. No matter how holy or, or uh, pious I am, it's not my, my, own, my own will not spring it at all. At all. So I'm called to lead a godly life. I'm called to live a holy life. But that's not I'm go, what I'm depending for miracles. No. No. It's the name. It's the name. It's the name. It's the name. It is the name. Okay? So don't, don't get away from here thinking, oh, so holiness is no longer important. Ah, think again. Holiness is about uh, uh, 2 Timothy 2.19. The foundation of God stands sure, having this seal. The Lord knows them that are his. Let every man that nameth the name of Christ do what? Yes. Set in a, in a big man's house. Vessels of gold, silver, bronze, wood, some for honor, some for this one. So if any man do what? Diocese, purge himself. Then he will now become a vessel of honor. So, so holiness is about preparing God a vessel. That pursuit, personal pursuit of holiness is to prepare the vessel that God can be using. That's what it's about. It's not to do the miracle. No, it's to prepare the vessel that God can use. Okay? I hope you get it now. Okay. So it's important to, to know this. Okay? So the emphasis is on the name of Jesus. Not by my anointing, my power, my holiness. It's about the Father being glorified in the Son. The Father glorifies his Oh Lord my God, give me a revelation of the name of Jesus in my soul this day and every single day of my life. May the depth of this revelation increase daily. That is the prayer. I need a deepening. You see, when you have something in your soul as an anchor, every time you call that name, something happens inside you. You know that you have changed parameters. Everything has changed. Because you have a name that brings heaven down. And this cannot come unless you are praying for it. It cannot come. I need a deeper revelation in the name of Jesus. And that's how God will be giving you things. You might be thinking, oh, I have a headache. The Holy Spirit will whisper for you. Call the name of Jesus. This headache, in the name of Jesus. You'll be so surprised. Everything makes, say, hey, this thing works. He's giving you a personal revelation. In the name of Jesus. And that's why anywhere they go, they say things. You call the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit has a witness in your heart. Everything solves. Everything solves. Okay? Let me take you finally to um, John 13, verse 31, because of time. So when Judas had gone out, verse 31 says, Jesus said, Now the Son of Man is glorified and God is glorified in him if God 
is glorified in him, then God will also what? Glorify him in himself. Okay? And then the next statement said, he will glorify him. How quickly? Absolutely. See, when it comes to the glory of Christ, Jesus said the response of the Father is what? Immediate. It's immediate. And that's why if you, if you and I get it right, we position ourselves and more things will be happening in our lives. Okay? Jesus is glorified through the cross of his obedience. Look at how all these things came about. Okay, that's part of the revelation that we must have. Jesus is glorified through the cross of his obedience. Okay? Then the Father God is glorified in him. Then God is glorified in Jesus when God glorifies Jesus. Then God delights to glorify Jesus because God is glorified in Jesus. That is it. God delights to glorify Jesus because God is glorified in Jesus. Okay? So you notice how self does not feature in any way in this equation. Self doesn't feature. All the time we are thinking about ourselves, the anointing we carry and the spiritual authority in our lives, the crux of the matter is God glorifying Jesus so that God may be glorified in Jesus. So you see, by the time you get this revelation, you can sing that song, Expect a miracle every day. Expect a miracle when you pray. If you expect it, God will find a way to perform a miracle for you every day. Why would you expect a miracle? You want God to be glorified in his son. Yes. You want God to be glorified in his son. Every, all the time. Oh God, be glorified in your son as I step out today. Be glorified in your son. Be glorified in your son. Let your son bring you glory. Glorify your son so your son will bring you glory. I'm the agent. I am the vessel to bring about the glory of God in his son. That is it. So change your orientation. Prepare your heart. The revival is here. It's on the lips and hearts of all those who will follow the word the way the early disciples followed it. Follow Jesus the way they followed him. The revival is everywhere you are. Because you're learning about who? Jesus. That's what the Apostle Paul is saying. Who taught you the kind of Christ you are following? Say, so you didn't learn Christ like that. You know? That's why we have to relearn Christ. So that we can position ourselves to be agents of God's glory on the earth. Always seeking that the Father glorify the Son. Always seeking. So tonight, I want you to bow your head and begin your prayer. Say, Lord, give me a revelation in that that is in the name of Jesus. I need this revelation in my life. I cannot be saying in the name of Jesus and nothing will be happening. No, I want to call that name and then have expectation in my heart 
Holy Spirit, do a surgery in my heart. Do a surgery in my soul. I want to know the name of Jesus in his depth, in his dimensions. I want to walk in the revelation of the name of Jesus. The power, the glory, the honor that comes to the name of Jesus. Oh Lord my God, let the world know Jesus through my life. Let the glory come to the Father through my life. I cannot, I cannot be going around when Jesus is needing glory everywhere I am. Oh, my brother, my sister, pray this day after day after day. And then this Abuja will not continue. It will not continue. That's what the Holy Spirit is revealing. That if you and I, if you and I begin to pray this prayer, I need a revelation in the name of Jesus. I need to walk daily in that revelation that the name of Jesus brings salvation, brings healing, brings deliverance from every devil. This is the path to God's glory. God desires to glorify his son. I want to see God glorified in his son. Oh God, do a new work in my heart. And you can begin that experiment with yourself. No matter what your need may be. Then, if you are sick in your body, lay hands on it. Call over that sickness, the name of Jesus. Lord, I call over this ailment. I call over this need, the name of Jesus. I call over this need, the name of Jesus. Let Jesus be glorified over this need. In the name of Jesus, loose, loose, loose. And begin to see God glorify the Son in your life. That is what it's about. It is not for special people. It is for every believer that has a revelation in the name of Jesus. A revelation in the name of Jesus. I must walk the works of Jesus while yet each day. What must I do, dear Lord? To know what must I do, dear Lord? What can I do? Jesus 
the works of Jesus. Lord, distill to each soul a revelation in the name of Jesus. That they may live here walking in that revelation and experiencing the wonderful way the Father brings glory to his Son. Lord, cause a revival to spring forth from among your people. Ordinary men and women who have a revelation that is in the name of Jesus. That your kingdom may begin to prosper in a new way in this place. For in Jesus' name we pray. I can hear that amen. And a more resounding amen. You've been listening to a message from the Father's Church. We are sure you've been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, Barnex Squaringpa Expressway, near Next Kashankari, Abuja. 9 a.m. on Sundays and 6 p.m. on Wednesdays. For telephone 09-290-9000 or 0703-1588404. You can find us online at www.thefatherschurchonline.org. God bless you.